The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's Tuesday, February 6th, 2024, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm your host, Jensen Assey. Let's dive into those prices. According to Coindesk Indices at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Bitcoin fell over a percent in the past 24 hours to 42718 while Ether was roughly flat at $2,321. Today's mover in the Coindesk Market Index is Ethereum name service, ticker ENS, up 21% on the day. And for some market-moving crypto news, first, Binance said it will stop listing the Monero privacy token as of February 20th, causing the token to slump about 16% following the announcement. Also, Solana suffered a, quote, major outage earlier today, according to the network system status page. Solana's pool token fell around 2% on the news. In traditional markets, the Nasdaq and S&P 500 were little changed, down 0.2 and 0.3% respectively. Lastly, in commodities, the Brent crude oil benchmark was trading at $78.69 a barrel. Meanwhile, gold was trading at $2,027 an ounce. For more on the market's action, let's bring in Provenance Blockchain Foundation CEO, Anthony Morrow. Let's start with what's going on in the markets this morning. What are you watching? Yeah, so everyone's watching the Fed. I think uh, the volatility will continue until we have a clearer path on what what they plan to do. Uh, that being said, I think digital assets are very early in the uh, in the cycle, and we're going to see a lot of momentum building through the first quarter of the year. Let's talk a little bit more about the Fed. It's looking unlikely that there's going to be rate cuts in March. What do you expect to see the Fed do this year and how do you expect to see it affect the markets? Yeah. So while I'm personally not much of a Fed watcher, I do read the research that comes out from the big banks. And I do think we expect several rate cuts through the end of the year. I personally uh, am believing in that as well. If you watch your you know, personal mortgage rates, I think they're, they're going down pretty substantially, which will help bring capital back into the ecosystem, which can help all assets, particularly the more speculative ones like crypto. It's been a big year for institutional adoption. We, of course, saw the approval of the Spot Bitcoin ETF in January. Talk to me about what you're watching there. Are you hopeful that we'll see a Spot ETH ETF? And how do you expect to see institutions adopt crypto for the remainder of 2024? 
Yeah, so we were really delighted at Providence that uh, the Bitcoin ETF got approved by the SEC. It, it brings institutional credibility to crypto as an asset class for sure. And we have a lot more investors looking at the asset class as, as ever. I like to think in, in financial services, you would always uh, ask yourself, you know, what would Willie Sutton do? And who was Willie Sutton? Well, he was a famous bank robber back in the early part of last century. And he, when asked why he robbed banks, he said, because that's where the money is. And the reason we saw Bitcoin, the interest in Bitcoin growing is because national exchanges are still where the money is in, in the financial markets. If you have the ability to access investors at Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley and Charles Schwab through their everyday brokerage accounts or their 401s and Ks or their IRAs, that's where the money is. So we're excited about the Bitcoin ETF. You know, personally, I think we'll see an ETH ETF and we'll see a, a convergence between national exchanges and crypto exchanges over time. And all of this will be to the tune of taking fees out of transactions, which goes back to the promise of blockchain, which you know, technology as a whole is deflationary. I think we're going to see that as more ETFs come out and then as crypto exchanges and national exchanges and ATSs all start to converge. Well, speaking of fees, I want to talk about a note that came out this morning on Coindesk. Leverage shares analysts said that Bitcoin ETFs could pose some risk for Coinbase shares because ETF fees are lower than the exchanges. Any perspective there? Do you think that Coinbase shares could be at risk on the back of these approvals? You know, what I can say is, you know, as I said, technology is deflationary, and particularly financial services is deflationary as well. What you see over time is fees come out of transactions, particularly in the digital space, as we reduce the number of actors between a buyer and a seller. And that's really the promise of blockchain and where we sit at Provenance is we try to reduce the amount of intermediaries for the benefit of the buyer and the seller. So for instance, what Coinbase is doing is they're looking a lot like a regular New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ, where the buyer and seller really don't get to interact against one another. They have to use a broker, introducing broker-dealer, they have to use a custodian, they have to use an exchange. And then they have to use the same partners on the other side of that transaction. And each one of them you know, takes a little bit of a fee out of uh, what they do in exchange for you know, safety and security, which is certainly important. But the promise of crypto, particularly a decentralized exchange, is I can face off against you, Jen, one-on-one -on -one, bilaterally without the need uh, for trust or without the need for uh, having anyone else in the party because blockchain introduces truth to our transaction. And if we can face off against one another, we can do it at a price and a time of our choosing without any intermediaries. And in that case, you know, there's no fees for the centralized exchanges. Global crypto regulation, the disruptive power of AI, the rise of tokenization. Consensus is the one event where experts convene to talk about the ideas shaping our digital future. Join developers, investors, founders, brands, policymakers, and plenty more in Austin, Texas from May 29th to the 31st. The 10th annual consensus is curated by Coindesk to feature the industry's most sought-after speakers, unparalleled networking opportunities, and unforgettable experiences. Take 15% off with this registration code, MD15. Register now at consensus.coindesk.com. Anthony, I have to ask you, I know you have had a long career in the traditional financial industry, now with the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETFs. A lot of folks were expecting to see the price of Bitcoin soar on that approval. I know you can't comment on price, but does this remind you of anything else you've seen 
in your career that might give you some insight into why the price of Bitcoin didn't take off the way that some expected? Yeah, I think it was you know, more uh, you know, buying the rumor, selling the news, of course. But also, I'd, I'd add that almost 20 years ago, I was at BNY Mellon when we were the trustee for the first gold ETF. And I think exactly the same thing happened as there was anticipation that gold would be made liquid for the first time by an ETF. Uh, it, it had the same and similar price dynamics. I think people bought on the rumor and then they sold on the news. But again, we're in the, the early stages of the first inning of digital assets trading on a national exchange. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't look to anything short term. You have to look at this over a period of you know, months, if not years, to see what the effect of having Bitcoin on a national exchange will do to the asset. And you know, I'll just add, unlike you know, gold or many other assets, Bitcoin has a fixed supply. They're not making any more of it. And if you have more investors and a fixed supply, you know, economics says you know, price should increase because of that. I know over at Provenance, you're focused on real world assets. Just unpack for me what the introduction of real world assets means for traders in the TradFi realm and crypto native traders. How is it kind of bridging the gap between the two? And I'll just give you a, one example. So home equity line of credit is the only asset class, in my opinion, to have ever been disrupted by a public blockchain. And I'll unpack that a little bit. Today, figure and 10 of the 20 largest home equity line of credit originators operate on the Providence blockchain today. And they do it because it's more efficient. And um, what they, when they ledger a loan, they can warehouse it and securitize it uh, to the tune of about 150 to 250 basis points cheaper than if they did it in the TradFi, uh, existing TradFi manner. And what this can do at the end of the day is put money back into borrowers' pockets, which we find incredibly exciting. But the process is significantly more efficient. And as I mentioned, technology is deflationary. It allows investors to access home equity in a cheaper and more efficient manner than they could uh, without blockchain. And this opens up a ton of investment opportunities for everyone in the crypto block, uh, in the crypto space, in terms of perfecting the assets, lending the assets, and then a secondary market trading of the assets. So you know, in, in our world, uh, blockchain is very much about tokenizing financial assets. And if you think the world of financial assets is about $700 trillion, compared to about $1 or $2 trillion of crypto assets, we're keeping our eyes on the prize, the big $700 trillion number. And I'm not saying we're going to tokenize all that tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to happen asset class by asset class over a long period of time. But we're working hard every day to make that happen. All right, and Anthony, quickly before we go, we are at February now. It feels like January just kind of zipped by. What, what are you watching for the rest of 2024? For all of our traders, investors who are listening to this show, what are you watching? What kind of insight can they get from you? Yeah, we had some, we had some, we had some dark times in the industry over the last couple of years, but I think now that interest rates are moving in the right direction, you know, I, I do see a return to higher asset prices and certainly lower inflation. Uh, the Fed has somehow miraculously pulled off its soft landing. Probably, real interest rates are lower than what the Fed believes. I believe so. I'm looking for asset prices across the board to increase. Personally, that's where I'm betting. And then I'm looking for you know, Providence to, to lead the charge in terms of real-world assets on-chain. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Jen, it's been a real pleasure. That was Providence Blockchain Foundation CEO, Anthony Morrow. That's it for today's show. For more interviews and macro news on the digital asset space, check out Coindesk's First Mover, also hosted by me, Jen Sinassi. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, alongside senior booking producer Melissa Montanez, 
and executive producer Jared Schwartz. I'm your host, Jensen Assey. We'll be back tomorrow with more Markets Daily. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.